Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Well, welcome back to prayer. And we, I want to thank you so much for continuing to pray with us, those of you who are. This last week I felt like it was one of those breakthrough times again. We've had them in the past, and then you kind of there's an ebbing off for a season. And then last week in our prayer groups and, and here and in the, in the Friday program, I felt like there was a, just a snap in the heavenlies and a door opening for us to go into a new place. In fact, we were talking, the young adults had their activity on Saturday night, and there was just a real, you were there, Luke, right? Mm-hmm. And there was just a real sense of God's presence mm-hmm. in the place, and, and God was working. They had a full house, basically. You know, there was people. Yeah, <laughs> in their outside safe event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're so, so excited about that. We've got the story coming up and people are signing up and the, le- and the teaching we're going to have, people are signing up for that. And, and just a sense that the, the Lord is moving again. And, and, and that's because the prayer has unlocked the gates for God to be able to work. So I really want to thank you. Let's keep pushing in. Uh, now that we've entered through, let's, let's go to the whole new place in God. Let's just keep running and pushing until we get to where God wants us to be. We're continuing with our little teachings and thoughts from um, Second Kings and the story of Elisha. And there's so many fabulous little stories in there you forget about, but it's just filled of uh, miracles and workings of God. Second Kings chapter 5, we come to the story of uh, Naaman the general of the Damascus army who has leprosy and he goes to Israel and Elisha through the power of God sees him get healed. Great story. You, I think Sunday school you probably heard that one, right? Yeah. Sunday school they, they, they talk about it a lot. I want to just focus on, there's three sections to the story actually. The, the first section of the story is about uh, how Naaman finds out about the prophet and has the courage to go and the reaction of the king. The second part of the story is the actual healing. And then the third part of the story is about this um, a, a servant from Elisha who does some trickery and uh, pays the price for that. That's why the story is so long. But I want to focus on the first part. Um, it's about this, it starts with this amazing servant girl who had been Jewish, Jewish girl, who had been taken captive by the uh, Syrians and was now living in Damascus and serving this general, famous general called Naaman. And when she sees that Naaman gets leprosy, which is an incurable disease, she tells her, the, the wife of Naaman, about this prophet. And, and I think we always remember her because of her bravery and her compassion. And that she actually stepped out and said to Naaman and to the wife, there is a prophet in Israel. And I, I really just sense as I read this first portion, and you're going to see the response of the king, which is very different, this idea that this, as we pray, let's continue to pray for boldness for our people. Let's pray for boldness in the church. We're desiring that the move of God is not just a self-consuming event and activity, but that it is an empowering of all of us to become bold in our faith, to reach out and touch the lost. And this young girl, she was bold. She said to her mistress, you know what, I've seen the suffering of our master and I know of a prophet in Israel who can heal 
uh, our master. And because of her confidence and because of her faith, the wife talked to Naaman. Naaman went and, and believed that. And so he actually went to the king who he served, the king of Syria, and asked the king, can I go and um, receive, receive this healing, try this guy out? And the king released him to go. So he goes, he goes with lots of gifts, lots of money, lots of possessions to reward uh, the prophet if things go well. When he gets to Israel, uh, after traveling from Syria, he has to go and see the, see the king of Israel. And this is where you see the two um, responses. Because when he goes into the courts of the king of Israel, and he says to the king of Israel, um, I've come, I've got leprosy, and I've heard that there's a prophet here in the land, and I would like to be able to go and receive healing. The king on the surface goes, okay, that's great. Um, sure, we'll, we'll help with that. But then when he goes into his private chambers, the Bible is very dramatic. It says that he rips his clothes, the king, and he goes, what the heck is going on here, right? Because here's the issue. The king of Israel th thinks that, because they are often fighting, the king of Israel and the king of Syria are often fighting, and he thinks this is a ploy by the king of Syria to provoke war that he sent, the prophet, he sent this general over, and this general has um, got an incurable disease. It's an impossible situation. And so the only reason this could be was just to provoke, was just to kind of get him annoyed and, and, and cause some kind of offense. And the, the king is really upset. The prophet Elisha hears what's happened, and he sends word to the king and says, the king of Israel, listen, just send him to me. It's all good. It's all good. What are you doing? And I just see the difference, you know, between this simple girl and the king and their response from the world, from a Gentile, looking for a miracle, looking for God to do something. One is bold and says God can do it. And one sees it as a threat, as a, an embarrassment, as a, um, a situation where they get frustrated and they don't know what to do. And I just, I think when we talk about revival, we're talking about a season where people come and the believers, see the whole reason for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, aside from enabling us to walk with Christ, is that we would have power on high so we could be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And the idea here is that this girl had the Spirit of the Lord upon her and she witnessed and she was not afraid of the impossibility of the situation. She had a boldness to be able to say, my God can heal. My God can work. Have you ever been in those situations when you're faced with somebody with a, and they're a non-believer and they've got a terrible situation going on in their life? And in your mind, you have those two voices. You have the little girl who's saying, God can do this. Let me pray for you. And you have the king's response saying, oh, this is too impossible. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to get myself into that difficult situation. We have these two voices on our shoulders speaking. And this girl spoke with the Spirit of God. And, that's, and that really resonated with Nahum. And I think that's what God wants to see the church move into. In this season coming, we need the people of God to be so filled with the Spirit that when they confront in the marketplace the needs, and some of them are impossible situations, impossible situations, but the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. And we say, you know what? Our God can do it. Can I pray with you? Can I, can I, can I lay hands? Of course, we can't do that right now, but can I lay hands upon you? Can I intercede for you? Can I lift your family up in prayer? I believe my God can do the impossible. 
He can heal the leper, which was an incurable disease. He can heal the leper. And it's not about whether you're righteous or unrighteous. It's about the grace and the love of God. He will heal you. It takes a lot of boldness to say that in those situations. But it's in that boldness that the kingdom of God goes forward. And we need that boldness. We need that boldness to take on the impossible, to take on circumstances that sometimes make us cower. I'm thinking about drug addictions here. We have a a plague that is bigger than the pandemic. We have a plague of drug addictions. And so we just need to come and believe. Can we believe, people of God, that in this move of God, we would be a place that would even see those who are bound with drugs set free? That's like a leprosy. Nobody believes it can be healed, but God can do it. We need to be bold in Jesus Christ. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit to work that in the church this day. So let's come. Let's come with this boldness for everything, for the youth and young adults. We've been praying for them. We've seen God move. And let's keep praying that God is just going to pour like never before. There's going to be real outpourings of the Holy Ghost in the church today. And we're going to see signs and wonders. We're going to see uh, the impossible made possible as people boldly step out and proclaim the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's come and worship the Lord this morning. Keep me within your love, oh 
go ahead and you can unmute and your uh, moderator today will lead you into a time of prayer uh, as the Spirit leads. The Lord bless you. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com Let your kingdom come Let your will